Hi, this is Tom Gimmel from Foreigner, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Jeff Pilsen, and you, my friend, are listening to Iron City Rocks, where it really, really rocks. Hi, everybody. This is Ann Wilson, and this is Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 347 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 347 is all about classic rock. We have two uh, bands represented that uh, really have uh, defined classic rock. We have Ann Wilson of Heart um, joining us on the line. She's going to be doing a show in Greensburg on Tuesday, and uh, also... We have Jeff Pilson of the band Foreigner, who is going to be doing a show this weekend at the Key Bank Pavilion with Foreigner. Uh, Jeff also of the band Dokken, and we do get into that topic of discussion as well. So two really big uh, icons of the classic rock uh, genre represented on this episode. So let's give you a little bit of uh, Ann Wilson, and then we're going to get into that interview with Ann Wilson of Heart. City Rocks. We have Hall of Fame artist Ann Wilson on the line. How you doing, Ann? I'm doing fine, thank you. Great. It's uh, very excited. You're going to be coming into Greensburg to do a really cool theater show for us uh, this coming Tuesday, um, doing the, uh, the Ann Wilson of Hearts set. Um, let me start out. I, I had a chance to catch you on YouTube when you did the live event uh, probably a couple months ago now. Um, really a cool collection of songs you, you've kind of gone through, you know, the heart catalog, but way into different types of music uh, with some other choices of songs. Can you talk a little bit about what, you know, what your thought process was in picking out the songs? Yeah, I just, um, my purpose was to find, uh, make a show that where I could stretch my wings and I could, um, I could do some other songs that mean a lot to me. 
um, of different kinds. And so I just got a wish list going. And uh, a couple of the songs aren't even rock, you know. So <laughs> I just, yeah. like nothing was out of, um, nothing was impossible. I just started naming songs I loved, and then we worked through them and called them and then went into rehearsal, and the ones that lit up with the band are the ones we're doing now. Um, yeah, just all the songs just have a message. Mm -hmm. They have great lyrics, and I love singing them. Were there any in particular that, that um, you know, maybe you were almost surprised at how it came out? Um, you know, I, I know when you take a you know, song, let's say, you know, um, Don't Give Up, for example, was the one I know that really stood out to me because it's such a different arrangement. How much, you know, time goes into the arrangements for these? And are there some that you were a little bit surprised at how well they came out? Yeah, many of them. I'm really surprised with how well they came out in rehearsal. And then over this year being on stage and doing them live, they keep on developing, you know. So, um, yeah, there, there are quite a few of them, like... Um, that Who song, uh, Won't Get Fooled Again. Mm -hmm. That's also a really different treatment. And I mean, you hear that song all the time everywhere. Yeah. But people just, when we do it, people just completely relate to it now. I think they feel that it attaches to what's going on in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah. So there are lots of, uh, lots of the songs that came from other eras that we're doing that people are just lighting up to they can't believe they're hearing them sort of yeah it's funny how you take a song you know such as that or you know the, the black crow song that was written you know 20 30 years ago um i hate to even do the math on that because that still seems like a new song to me um how those <laughs> lyrics translate um you know all these years later you know when you strip away the recordings yeah. that we've all heard so many times that you you somewhat memorize and you almost don't pay attention to the lyrics but when you see that you perform them you know, and you're paying attention to the lyrics, maybe because you, it's such a different arrangement that, uh, like, wow, that was really prophetic, you know. Um, right. Um, I have conversations with people about that all the time, like not paying attention to lyrics and songs. Mm -hmm. To me, is is really strange because as a singer, that's what I tune into first. Sure. About a song, but and so these songs that I've chosen have lyrics that are so universal. Mm -hmm. If the song was written back in the 70s and the lyrics are universal enough, they'll come forward just fine to 2017, 18. Mm -hmm. um, that's the mark of a really good songwriter, I think. Yeah. Now, um, as, as a vocalist, um, do you have to... I mean, obviously you've got one of the most amazing set of pipes in, in the industry, bar none, but do you have to kind of stagger the songs in a particular way to account to give your voice a little time to rest or is, does any thought go into that or could you do these songs in any order any night um yeah on a show night I like to come out yeah I do I sort of design the set so that I can come out and and be be powerful but not blow it out you know in the mm -hmm. first couple songs because it is only skin you know yeah <laughs> Um, and then also you want to give the audience uh, a set that grows uh, I know I've gone to shows and they just come out punching and then mm -hmm. they 
they front load everything with all the hits or with uh, their most power, and then the set sort of trails off. Yeah. So that's that's not the shape of the set that uh, works for me. I like to do it so that you come out, you're powerful, maybe you get more thoughtful in the middle, and then you go out on a high note, right. but a different kind of high note, a deeper, more soulful high note. Right. How is it, you know, after, you know, especially after the, the tour you guys had uh, last summer, you know, the big sheds and, and things like that, how is the experience of being in, in front of a more intimate audience? Is that scarier for you um, because of, you know, the, you know, you're probably more used to the, you know, the bigger sheds or is this is this refreshing in any way? Oh, it's completely refreshing. It was the the years and years of touring those big sheds and stuff that made me want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like it was so big and so impersonal that, that I just needed to refresh myself somehow in a really primal way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you do smaller venues like this, you make less money and and you have to spend a lot of time explaining to people that everything's really okay. Right. You're just doing things a different way, you know. Sure. And, um, but the reward of doing this is just astounding. It's so great to be that that close to people and actually get to converse with them during the set. Yeah. And uh, and it's a it's it's a comfortable thing for people to do. I mean, they could come to a to a theater or a performing arts center and sit comfortably in a cool surrounding, yeah. you know, and hear hear great music. It's, yeah, it's, as <laughs> one of those fans has sat way back in the lawn of those sheds, I can certainly. Uh, you know, appreciate your your sentiment there on the comfort of the, the facility, <laughs> and even just yeah. the beauty of some of these theaters. I know myself; I'm a big proponent of you know the the theaters around the you know the United States and around the world. You know that are just beautiful venues. You know, and that's got to be kind of neat to look out yeah. at those. Um, yep. Do you do much writing? You know, at this point, have you given any thought to you know maybe another Ann Wilson solo record at this point? Yes, I have, and. Uh, and I am writing for it now. It'll probably resemble the set I'm doing with some originals and mm-hmm. some songs that I that are you know other people have written that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're 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 getting ready to get going on that as soon as I come off the road. Now, is this tour? I know this is leg three of this tour. Um, how far out do, do you see this tour going before you you know? kind of put this tour to bed and go go and work on material? Well, right now I'm working on new material on the road, but we're going to be actually traveling until early November. Okay. So you you really at that point have given it almost the entire solid year. That's fantastic. Yeah, we start in, in March, so yep. Yeah. Now, you, you, travel, um, you travel via RV, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, my my husband and I bought a bought a forty five foot um, coach, and we we customized it to be our house. Mm-hmm. So when we're on the road, we don't go to hotels, we don't go to airports, we just travel. We're voyagers, and we live on this. Uh, we call it Sylvia, and um, yeah, we uh, after the show, like last night, we played 
outside of Detroit with Carlos Santana, and we just came here to a campground and plugged in and woke up in the woods. And that's how we like to do it, you know, sit outside in the morning, have our coffee, and decompress, breathe the air, and then uh, this happens to be a day off, but tomorrow we will wake up and drive to the next show. Do it and then do it all over again. That's good. You know, yeah. got to be, um, you know, a chance to kind of get away to decompress from the, you know, the the Holiday Inns and of the world. Nothing, nothing against Holiday Inns, a fine hotel. So please don't sue right. us. But you know, you could, I'm sure uh, with the career you've had, the hotels all have to look the same at some point. Um, and to be able to, you yeah, know, sleep yeah. in your own bed, so to speak, um, is got to be, especially as a singer, has got to be good. I mean, because you're. You are your instrument, you know. It, it's that's right. Um, you have to really. I mean, sleep is just so urgent when you're mm-hmm. when you're out here touring. It's just it's everything. Is there anything in particular on the road other than than sleep you would recommend to you know any aspiring singers out there that you know are drinking and smoking and trying to still do that you know scream into the mics? Is there anything you know you've obviously maintained a phenomenal voice over a very long period of time? Uh, anything in particular you can attribute that to? Well, yeah, not smoking, not drinking, not screaming in mics. <laughs> yeah. All those things you just said, I wouldn't do. Um, I mean, you can make it, if you have to do a scream, you can make it sound like a scream without really ripping your, your skin, you know. Um, I just think it's mostly trying to be healthy, keeping really super hydrated, just drink a ton of water and um, get sleep. There's no magic bullet, you know. Right, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, you don't expect to see the, you know, the death metal singers to be able to do this long term. Now, maybe there's some out there that can do it, and that's wonderful, but uh, you know, I don't see many people singing like you do, so it's going to be great to see you coming into Greensburg Palace Theater Thursday night, or I'm sorry, Tuesday night, um, and we're really looking forward to seeing you when you get into town, Ann. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Here comes Government Mule, live in concert. One night, August 13th, Stage AE, Government Mule. Special guest, Galactic. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or the Stage AE box office. Feel the kick of Government Mule, presented by Promo West North Shore in Coors Light. All right, a big thank you to Ann Wilson of Hard for joining us. She will be bringing her Ann Wilson of Hard show to the Palace Theater in Greensburg, Pennsylvania on the 15th of August. That is next Tuesday. Uh, so we look forward to seeing that show when it gets to town. Very cool set list of uh, a lot of cover songs in the set list, some classic heart songs as well. So really a, a kind of a fun night of music. So we're going to turn our attention now to a band who is also coming to our region very soon, Foreigner, who will be here on Saturday, August 12th, doing a show with Cheap Trick and the Jason Bonham Experience. They're going to be at the Key Bank Pavilion. Uh, we are joined by uh, one of our favorites on the show, Jeff Pilsen. Jeff, who is... Uh, not only the bassist of the band for the last 13 years, uh, has done much of the production that the band has done over that period of time. He's produced many other bands, including Last in Line, uh, and is also, um, as I'm sure every single person in the sound of my voice knows, is the bass player of the classic lineup of Dawkins, who did a, re- a reunion of sorts in 2016 as well. So 
talk about all those things in this interview. So let's sit back, listen to a little bit of classic Foreigner, and then get into the interview with Jeff Pilsen. I live a life that's not real. Well, all that I feel has no meaning. My life is like an ever-spinning wheel full of wounds that won't heal deep inside me. But my mind still holds some sweet memories When love kept us free from temptation But now's the time Forget the pain and the cost Of all that was lost in translation And the flame still burns there in my soul forever I know and the flame still burns from a glimmer back then it lights up again in my life now my pleasure to welcome Iron City Rocks we have joining us bassist for Foreigner and Lest we not forget the immortal Doc and uh, Jeff Pilson on the line. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing fabulous. Great, great. You're going to be rolling in with the, the big uh, foreigner tour here on the 12th to the Key Bank Pavilion in Burgettstown. Uh, and then, actually, I think next March you're doing a show not uh, far away in Morgantown as well. So, um, can you just kind of maybe talk a little bit? You've been in foreigner now for, if my math is right, about 13 years Kind of what what's special about this tour, and, and you know the appearances of Lou Graham in particular, how that's shaping up. Well, you know it's it's special because it is the 40th anniversary, and um, and it's it's just an amazing package. And you know, coincidentally enough, uh, 40 years ago, um, not not 40 years ago, I shouldn't say, but but one of the first tours that Foreigner did in 78 actually was with Cheap Trick who are also spending their 40th anniversary this year um, so having them on the bill is absolutely perfect then of course the show opens up with Jason Bonham which is doing a, a tribute to Led Zeppelin that is absolutely incredible and Cheap Trick being one of the best live bands on the planet uh, it's just an amazing package we've been getting an amazing reception everywhere it's, it's just been incredible then uh yeah you throw onto that we uh, at Jones Beach we had three of the original members of the band uh Ian McDonald, Al Greenwood and Lou Graham join us for three songs at the end of the show and it was just it was a surreal experience it was just unbelievable and what a way to celebrate 40 years together and it's just been uh it's been a it's been a real high and it continues all the way through September yeah and, and it's it's amazing i had the opportunity to see you guys a few years ago um you know, when you when you talk about a live band, I don't know that I've seen one with more energy. And I mean, none of you guys, no offense, are, are kids anymore. Um, but, but <laughs> no, no offense I, taken. I, trust I, me. I don't know what Kelly, you know, has in his coffee in the morning, but man, the guy just goes at a hundred miles an hour, and he sure um, does. you know, puts on such a fantastic show. Um, you know, I think he's very reverent in his approach to the vocals, um, and and he's certainly capable. Um, you guys put out a, a you know a kind of a 40th anniversary compilation um, that's you know packed full of songs. 
but you know it kind of leads me to wonder do you guys see in in especially in this music industry now uh jeff which i'm sure you're very familiar with with your production work does it make sense for a foreigner to make a full-blown studio album at this point in 2017 2018 or is it not, not really singles? <laughs> not really uh it's funny um we we talk about that because you know because we tour so much of the year mm-hmm. um it, it's almost impossible to make a full-time record <clears throat> anymore and you know this is this is where the bread and butter is is in touring now mm-hmm. so yes it it doesn't what we would like to do is that when we do these packages like for instance we just did a 40th anniversary record we did include uh a new song on there plus we did we redid a song that uh, had been in a movie 17 years ago called the flame still burns mm-hmm. but we redid that with this with this band in and actually changed the song around quite a bit, and it came out amazing. So we have some new material out, mm-hmm. um, but uh, y- yeah, to do a full blown record, kind of almost nearly impossible these days. Yeah, and it's you know I, I know with other bands, you know, you go out and you do some of those new material, and it's just crickets, you know, over the audience. So, you know, what do you take out? Do you take out urgent to play a, a new song? <laughs> right, right. Well, that's true as well. Um, you know, fortunately when. Um, when we did, we we just did an orchestral show a couple months ago in Lucerne, Switzerland, where the 21st Century Orchestra and Choir joined us, full 65 piece orchestra, 50 piece choir joined us for two shows. Uh, we recorded and filmed it, and that's going to be coming out later this year. And uh, that came out amazing. Well, in that we also we do this song, "The Flame Still Burns," mm-hmm. but we do it with an orchestra, and it's quite amazing. And frankly, it gets a stunning reaction live and I think part of it is that you know Kelly's vocal is just so emotional and powerful but the song itself is great and um, so you know we've been lucky we, we selectively do new material we did um, we did a song from our 2009 record uh, Can't Slow Down we did a song called When It Comes to Love at this show we did it acoustically and it came out beautifully so mm-hmm. so we do like to bring in new material keep it relevant keep it fresh uh, but you know what? You're right. What do you take out? Yeah. In that, that was a, a case where we had a you know a long show. We did 16 songs at this show. Yeah. Um, so when we do, we get a chance to do it. But uh, it is really all about the hits at this point in, in a band's career. Yeah, I know. I, I, for one, we're of just it, lucky we got a lot of them. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you go down through, you know, you listen to a 40 compilation, and, and there's even songs that were like, well, that was a hit, and I kind of forgot about that one. Um, you know, and you throw in like you guys did uh, "Fool for You" anyway. Um, you know, I think it was on "Can't Slow Down." Um, you know, a great, you know, maybe a newer track. Um, there's a lot of fantastic material in there. It's just, you know, unfortunately, you know, when you have 12, 13, you know, huge hits. You know, 16 of, top 30s, but who's counting? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, apparently not me. But you know, when when you're doing a show, especially on a triple bill, you don't have you know two and a half hours to do a set of you know like that kind of that's stuff. That's right. That's right. So you you got to do what you got to do. I certainly understand. Um, as far as touring, I mentioned you were you were doing a show in Morgantown in March. And how far out does the foreigner machine kind of schedule? I mean, do you guys know even beyond what's posted? You know, we're going to be doing next summer. We're going to be going on the road with X Y Z. We yeah, we have a, a general idea. I mean, I have the specific dates, but sure, we have a we have a long term game plan. 
Um, and yeah, there's a lot of touring that sure. <laughs> We are the hardest working band in show business, I'm quite convinced. Um, but that's great because that's what it's all about right now is bringing yeah. it out to the people. And in the process, I mean, we do like to bring out new mater- a new product. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, we have this orchestral record coming out, which is going to be just jaw-dropping stunning. It really is. It, it, mm-hmm. It's just an amazing record uh, and DVD. Um, and then uh, we have another project coming up that I can't tell you about or I would have to kill you, mm-hmm. but um, that's that's going to be coming out sometime next year. We just did this 440, like I say, that came out right before the tour, which included a new song called uh, I Gave My Life for Love, and uh, plus, like I say, this version of The Flame Still Burns. And We, we also redid an old track uh, of Foreigners that was actually a big hit in 1989, a song called uh, I Don't Want to Live Without You. Mm-hmm. We redid it uh, very intimately, acoustically. Uh, it came out spectacular. So there is a lot of new stuff coming out, but but uh, and, and we're keeping it fresh, but it is really the bread and butter is the touring, and, and that's what we do. Now, Jeff, how, I, I know you've done production for bands over the years. Um, how much do you get involved with the production on Foreigner? And you mentioned like the orchestral record, uh, the DVD. Do you get involved in, in all of those? As yeah, well? well, I mean, the orchestral record I, I, I did produce. Um, okay. And and I produce I produced all of our live stuff. Uh, I I do I produced um, the Flamestove Burns and um, I don't want to live without you on the uh, Foreigner Forty record. Um, so, you know, it goes back and forth. I, I try and get as much as I can in there. Um, I love doing it. I love producing, and I love working with this band. So um, I, I do as much as I can. You know, I mean, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, really wishes we could be and do the old school thing of setting up in a studio and all playing live. We've, we've done it a few times, and when we do, it's so thrilling. And I wish we could do more than that, uh, more of that. I, I do. But I also, you know, re- recognize the situation. So that's why I'm, I'm at least able to go out and produce other bands as much as I can on my downtime. Quote, unquote, downtime. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, in a in course of a normal year, I, I think, you know, everybody kind of sees what, you know, your touring schedule is because anyone can go to your website and look at that um, and, and maybe aware of, you know, other things you're working on uh, over the past with, with George or whomever. But how much time do, would you say you spend on, on these kind of projects outside of the touring schedule, like like the, the orchestral record? Do you have, a, like, a sense of weeks, months, how much time you spend well, uh, doing something like I that? I mean, if I were to add it up, I'd, I'd probably pass out, so I don't look at that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the orchestral record, put it this way, we we finished... We we did the shows I believe May twenty first and twenty second, mm-hmm. uh, and so my work started on May twenty third, and I started doing all the oh, edit, I mean I actually I did a lot of work before it as well, mm-hmm. but uh, as far as the editing and compiling it because you know we recorded two shows we you know there was there was a lot of editing mixing and matching to make it all work, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I just delivered that a couple weeks ago. So there's a lot of extra work involved in that. Um, you know, a, a group like Last in Line, who I recorded a record for a couple of years ago, their record was fairly simple. And, right. you know, that didn't take that long. I'm going to be doing another one coming up in September. I did a Warrant record a few months ago that... Mm-hmm. Um, we just, you know, we took the downtime between both bands touring and, and over the course of several months made the record. And um, But, you know, I mean... I don't like to let stuff go either, you know. I mean, I'm still very picky about things. So, um, whatever it takes to make it happen, that's kind of my my motto. Sure. 
Sure. I'd be remiss not to at least ask you to reflect on, on last year's reunion with the original members of Dawkin. Um, what that experience was like versus what your expectations going into it were. Did it, was it about what you expected? Uh, actually, no. It, it was, I mean, it was, it was, uh, much friendlier and much more fun than I was expecting. I mean, you know, because of our history, I mean, I, I was a little bit, Reticent, I think we all were walking into it like, oh boy, what's this going to be like? But it turned out to be great. I mean, we, you know, we actually there is a deep love. You know, sometimes it's a little too deep, but yeah. I mean, there is a deep love for one another, and um, and it came out, and we had a great time together. It was it was actually really really fun, um, and uh, you know, we have we'll have a live DVD and CD to show for it soon. We're we're mixing the the CD and and the audio to the DVD as we speak actually and the good thing is is we ended up coming up with a new song that is absolutely incredible and we recorded it at, in the studio uh, and that'll be included on the records it's, it's a song called It's Just Another Day mm-hmm. and it came out amazing I mean really amazing sounds sounds kind of like old Dokken but, but it's very fresh which is not easy to do yeah. uh, and then we did a, uh, acoustic remakes of, of two old Dokken songs that came out fabulous so it's going to be a very complete package and I think that's coming out by the end of this year awesome you got, I didn't realize you were testing the waters in the, in the studio with the band you know that's a, that's yeah, a whole different it, it, it dynamic it was a, kind of a surprise it just sort of happened I mean you know George and I do a lot of stuff together and, and mm-hmm. frankly we live pretty close to each other so and you know for us it's like whatever excuse we can have to start working together we do so we got together and started and basically wrote the music for this thing and played it for Don and Mick and they loved it and then you know Don added some great ideas and uh, came up with a great vocal part and uh, so it came out amazing yeah that, that's wonderful to hear and maybe that's the you know the formula for success do some things in small batches and, and let it sit for a while and you know well, I think it is more about one song than it is about a whole record because sure. it just due to the nature of the industry, um, plus the way people listen now—they listen on their computer. They watch, you know, they watch something that came up on YouTube. How many people sit there and go to YouTube and listen to a whole record anymore? It's just not that frequent. So, if there's one new song, I think people will be very inclined to want to hear it, and I think they're going to be very excited by what they hear. It's it really came out great. Yeah, you're pre- preaching to the wrong guy there, Jeff. I, th- I still have back for the attack on my vinyl turntable. Uh, oh well, there you go. <laughs> I'm still listen- I still need to listen to it for the you know start to finish. You know, that's just kind of oh, my, well, good my for generation. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass that on, will you? <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah, I, I I actually have to admit I don't listen to much on YouTube. It's just uh, you know maybe the generation I was. You know, I'm used to having the cassette in the car or whatever. Sure. So, you know, no, unfortunately, you. we don't see that coming back around, being that cars don't have cassette players or CD <laughs> players even in them anymore. I know. Uh, all right. Well, I, w- I want to thank you, Jeff. It's been a pleasure talking to My you. My pleasure as well, man. Again, uh, Foreigner will be in on the 12th to do a show at the Burgestown at the Keyback Pavilion. And then, as I mentioned, you'll be in Morgantown early next year. For those who maybe don't want to make the drive from Pittsburgh out to Burgestown, you can head south to Morgantown and catch you in a headline show, which I'm sure... For the foreigner freaks out there, it's probably even maybe a little bit more fun. So, Jeff, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure, John. And we'll, we will talk again soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Three bands that shaped rock culture forever. Foreigner. Feels like With Cheap Trick. I will be the and Jason Bottoms' Led Zeppelin Experience. This Saturday at 7 at Key Bank Pavilion. Tickets are on sale now. 
at all Ticketmaster locations online at LiveNation.com or call 1-800-745-3000. All right, a big thank you to Jeff Pilson, a foreigner. Again, they're in town on the 12th. Uh, Ann Wilson of Hart, who's in town on the 15th. So uh, with really in the, within the next week, two great uh, legends of classic rock doing shows in our area. Uh, foreigner with Cheap Trick and Jason Bonham Experience. Ann Wilson's show, to my knowledge, is a evening with Ann Wilson, so there's no opening act, to my knowledge. Uh, so it should be a fantastic night uh, in a much more intimate setting. So either way, you like your uh, venues, you've got great choices there. So I want to thank you for listening. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube are all forward slash ironcityrocks. You can interview, or I'm sorry, you can email us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from uh, listeners on what they like about the show, what you don't like about the show, suggestions for guests, etc. So please don't be a stranger. And until next time, we want to thank you so much for listening.